pretty. What was that? It was the test noise to make sure that the feed was going through my headphones and not the computer, internal speaker. That's the new intro to the song. I mean, you mean to the show? To the show. Yeah. <laughs> Every time we introduce ourselves. Yeah. Say it. I'm Autumn Fisher. Say it. I'm Autumn Fisher. And I'm Greg Russ. And this and you're is. Listening to- one topic. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. And my name is Greg Russ. And this week's topic is, I actually don't know what this week's topic is. What is it? How, yeah, would, you, I, how would you describe whatever this topic is going to be? Well, it's either going to be titled something about what I'm going to talk about, you know, pertaining to my story, or maybe it will inspire you to tell some, you know, story and then, you know what I mean? So we'll see. We'll see what it is. But I, I want to talk about <sighs> my personal life is falling apart. And I feel embarrassed, ashamed. Pathetic, ridiculous, alone. <laughs> yeah. Good. Any other adjectives? <clears throat> What's that? Any other adjectives? <sighs> no. Mm-mm. Tired. <laughs> okay, I'll stop doing that. Because okay. I know that you really want to talk about this seriously. Yeah. And I don't know. So, I don't. I don't oh. know anything going into this. I asked, should I be prepped before we start recording? And you said, no. I just want to talk about it on the show. It is two shows in a row. That's just about you. Last My week, bad. autumn. That's fine. I just wanted okay. to give you a hard time, though. The way you're describing it seems like it's been a big shift. Last week was autumn's drunk and listens to music. Yeah. And you were in a good mood. Really good mood. And, Great time. And I don't know what this is but i know that there's a twisted ankle and it's swollen yeah and there's a bruise on your arm yeah obviously you fell so (laughs) at some point i assume you were drunk and you fell yes but there's so much more were you roller skating (laughs) no (laughs) i did not you know plug into that tiktok trend of millennials learning how to roller skate and look like they're from the 70s Well, some of those people are really good. The way they move, it's so smooth. Yeah, that's cool. But they are, a, I think, a very (laughs) specific group of people. It's either like the old people that were skating in the 80s that are still roller skating or these people have, you know, they probably were like ice skaters or something, right? Or they just started roller skating. Some people have roller skated. I saw kids in the park the other day, probably four years old on skateboards, already doing ollies and you know, they're yeah, cool. I've seen that too. Their cool dad was standing by. Yeah. Watching. It's a strange I assume at that age, I don't know. Maybe if your dad skateboards, you say, I want to do that too. And then you can mm-hmm. help them learn. Or you And they're, pu- they're they have lower center of gravity. Yeah, or you push it on them. That's a good point. Wait until they grow. Wait until that boy turns into some lank ass yeah. skinny bean <laughs> in the center <laughs> in the center of gravity is six feet off the ground because he's twelve feet tall. <laughs> after the it, that's a skinny bean that's uh it's like 
TV, Mike TV and the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory when they, they're leaving the factory. The one, the bad one. I'm talking. Oh, about the, the bad one. Let's never talk about the bad one. And he's stretched out and he's really thin, but he's stretched. I, we needed to know they were all OK. That's why we needed to see them walking out at the end. Turns out we didn't need to see that. We didn't need to be told that because no one was traumatized from the first movie, except from maybe the tunnel scene. That was it. Yeah, that was the only scene. Nobody cared that Violet blew up into a blueberry. Is that no. okay? No one's like, but what about the kids? Anyway, so let me tell my story. Okay, <clears throat> so tell your story. So as some people know, you know, Greg and I broke up and then started dating this person. He has broken up with me. So that felt great. Uh, feeling lame and sad. So where do I turn? Is like a little booze, a little drinking. So that was Friday. I was drinking. Being sad and weird. Like went on a drive and listened to music. Like sang really loud in the car in like a Target shopping parking lot. <laughs> uh that's fine. I needed to go to bed. Like I made myself go to bed so that it would be the next day. Um, and that was yesterday. Uh, yeah. So then yesterday, um, I was actually, uh, I did a podcast, uh, with my, with Travis's cousin's boyfriend. <laughs> he has a podcast in Wisconsin called off the rails. I've done it before. Um, I kind of do it like once a year. So I was doing that. <clears throat> Sorry. We were recording two episodes. And in the first episode, they were drinking beer. And I was like, oh, cool. I want a beer. So in, during the second one, I got two beers and I drank them pretty quickly, like in one hour. And then we were going, even though Alex and I broke up, uh, he like invited me still over to their house, his house with a bunch of other people because he was like grilling. And you know me, I like to pretend like I can do anything and nothing, whatever. So I went and I felt like he was talking to people and I felt like jealous, <laughs> which is something I don't normally feel. And I was like bummed. I was sad, but I was just like kept pounding drinks. Like I just kept drinking. Um, I, there are some pictures that were taken that I don't remember taking. The, I don't remember being in those pictures. I don't remember the pictures being taken. Uh, I don't remember how the night ended. But I left the house. No, it was just me and him left. And I left. And it was raining. I was wearing like a hoodie jacket. I didn't have my shoes. I mean, I'm sorry. I didn't have my socks. <laughs> I was just wearing my shoes without socks. I didn't have the bag that I brought with me. I didn't have like the the thing that I brought. Like I didn't, I didn't take anything with me. I'm walking home in the rain and I'm crying. <laughs> and I fell two times, twice. Like a pathetic idiot. And I was in a lot of pain, but I had to keep walking. I called Travis. I was like, you know, this is in the Crofton Parkway. So, you know, the parkway is like three miles around. And I was walking basically from like, like a quarter of it, you know, a small portion of it. And so I was looking at Uber and it was like $40 or something. 
And, you know, it was one of those things where it's like, well, you're almost home. What's the point? But I needed a ride, but I still just walked home. And I was like, I felt so stupid. <laughs> and so I got home and I realized how swollen my ankle was. And I took a sad shower and went to bed. And then this morning, I just feel so stupid for being so drunk. And for doing something so like so drunk so then you know I, alex says he's like are these all of your things <laughs> at the house I was like yeah i said i can't come get them today my ankle's like fucked up and he come <clears throat> he like shows up at my door uh well first uh travis and brings the kids over and brings me like a you know ace bandages and like ice for ice pack and all that stuff and he was really sweet and the kids were nice and then um, Alex came by with that stuff and he just like didn't really like he was like, how did you fall? And I was like, I don't know, because I'm an idiot. <laughs> you know, I'm, it was, it was, I'm embarrassed and it's pathetic. He was like, OK. I said, do you want to see it? He's like, no. It's like, OK, bye. <laughs> I don't know. I just felt like <laughs> sad. And like I said, pathetic and alone. <laughs> and like, even though. I, I'm sorry, Greg. I like him, but he doesn't like, he's not, I deserve something better, you know? And he, and that's what really why it ended because like he knows he can't give it to me. Like he can't for some reason. He doesn't know why he can't and he feels broken or something. I don't know. Lots of like personal demons for him. And he was like, <clears throat> not it was making him react a certain way and it was to my detriment, you know, and I was trying to like figure it out, you know, uh, but then he decided like this, I can't keep doing this to you. So let's just go back to being friends. It's like, great. Okay. But then I just like was reminded like, oh yeah, he like can't, he keeps me at a arm's distance and it feels like rejection and like I said, I just feel so stupid. Well, you know, first, I'm sorry that you're going through all of this. Talking to me about it. I'm sorry. You don't have to be sorry. You know. It makes me appreciate the, the you know, magic that we had, you know. Yeah, I... You know, there's two ways to approach this, I guess. There's the part of me that is your friend. And as we've maneuvered through our thing, that part that cares about you as a friend who's known you a very long time exists. And what I have realized is, you know, you talk about this or yeah. even before this, when I thought about everything that you've already gone through in getting a divorce with our relationship, all the hard things that you've had to deal with. I, I don't wish ill even, you know, in moments, I think, all right, whatever. If that doesn't work or things take a turn for the worse, good. But that was like very, very fleeting with me because what I realized, and I'm sorry to make this about me, but just to set this up no, no. and then we can, okay. we can talk about everything you're going through. Uh, you know, what I, realized was there's 
ego, and then underneath my ego, there was care and love for you still. And hearing this, you know, I we never have talked about really what you were doing or with the relationship uh, with Alex. And I didn't, you know, I didn't care to know. It's not something I need to yeah. talk about. And I'm not talking to you about specifics in my life, but that's just the way I like to operate. Mm-hmm. So this, you know, is news. This is the first I've heard of anything. Like the fact that you're this upset over it because it didn't work out. It's like, oh, well, that was more than I thought maybe it was and the way it had been presented. So it, there's yeah. there's <clears throat> the part that's me processing that. It's like, oh, okay. So this is news to me is what I'm saying. That anyone listening to this right now is, again, you didn't tell me anything before the recording. Here we are. Now we're talking about it. There's a range of feelings that comes into play because no matter how much I can try to separate the two things, it's like, okay, well we dated and there was the part of it that was difficult for me when I find out you're dating someone else. And, you know, I think that I've worked through that in a very healthy way. Like it was, I know it was difficult and it provided moments of strain to say the least, between us and the way I guess I approached it when I talked to you about it. But I feel as though I took that, I looked at it, I moved through it. And, you know, I think talking about it from here on out on this show, my goal is to approach it as your friend and talk openly about it. You know, I do worry about you. And now you present this. And you're saying everything's falling apart. And I think of you having made all these changes in your life, wondering what is going on in your head. And like the way you're reacting to this with the emotion and the sadness is strange to me because this is coming out of a relationship that was a few months long. Yeah. And it's, and it, <clears throat> I mean, we weren't even like boyfriend and girlfriend. I was just dating him, but I was liking him. But I was also feeling like, I was also feeling like um, he, he would like uh, sort of close off. And I was trying to understand that. And I also was kind of glad in a, in a way because it was keeping things really slow, you know? But then I was also disappointed in that because I would, was wanting more and I wasn't getting it. Well, the level of um, hurt, it doesn't seem congruent even with you leaving Travis. It's like this, I didn't see this kind of reaction. Oh, we, yes, you did. Not, I don't, I don't, I mean, there was a night of it, but you know, that was a relationship. That was a marriage. There were kids. Oh, there was, there was, extreme suffering <laughs> you know i guess you like just going do. yeah just I, going to sleep and crying in this horrible way you know what i mean like i guess you just do a good job of masking it it's not masking it's just private i guess that's true i mean if, if you're if you're having those feelings yourself then it's it's not necessarily masking it but if yeah. someone talks to you you know and at that point 
me and knowing to, with yeah me knowing what was going on it was kind of strange like where are all these like it wasn't that you were like completely cold or robotic but and i was distracted too i was distracted by you i was distracted by like everything that had to be done i still feel like there's a lot to be done yeah what, what are your feelings on this like when you assess all of this how do you feel what are, do you all of which there's everything where your life is now, where it's gone in the past year and a half. Yeah. Are there, I don't know, even maybe as extreme as regrets. Um, I don't know if regret, you know, doing things differently for sure. But, um, I think, the the things that I'm feeling and the stuff that I'm doing for myself to and the therapy and everything, I think that that is progress. I feel like I have made progress. And sometimes I feel like I've made a lot of progress, you know, and then then I feel like I've stepped two steps backwards, you know, or I start to do those things where I start to like tell little fibs. You know, like, oh, I can't because, you know, I just like making instead of being like just truthful and, you know, I, I protect my image by saying, you know, remember like that time when I told you we were at the movies and I went to the bathroom and I was like taking longer than I thought I wanted to. And I had this scenario in my head that I was going to tell you where they're like, I got a nosebleed and I had to like, I didn't do that. I came out and told you like, what? the fuck is wrong with me (laughs) you weren't even thinking about how long i was in there but there was something about me needing to protect like i had an ideal time of how much time i should be taking while you're waiting and that had to be sort of justified or something and i feel like there are little moments of that you know coming back a little bit but i'm aware of them and i don't do them it's a strange thing there's no reason. It's a strange thing. There's absolutely zero reason to lie. I don't know what the fear was. Oh, I took too long in the bathroom. Now he's going to be pissed. No, because I don't think you would. But it really is just it's it's a cultivating of how you'll feel about me. It's a pruning. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I don't. Anyway, that's something that is an old mechanism. Well, that, trying to understand what that is and how it ties yeah. in. I, it seems like, again, I don't know the details of this, but it sounds like a person who was not emotionally available. And that does seem to be the trend in your dating history. Even if people are around and you establish relationships with them, there are people who are not that emotionally available or at least yeah. not in touch with it yeah. who will still be in relationships. And that's what you're attracted to. That's what you like. When we dated, I don't know. I mean, I obviously have a history of not being available emotionally, but when we dated, I put it out there. It's like, all right, this is it. I'm opening up. I'm going to be available. And it proved to be too much and you weren't there yet. And that's fine. But, you know, one of the things I think when our relationship ended and I find out you're dating someone else, it's not ego aside. Nobody likes the idea of like, Oh, there's someone else and I'm being replaced. But that wasn't really what bothered me because I had always said and always meant, I was like, whatever you need to do 
with your life to be fulfilled and happy, I will support. And that's what I've always said before we even ever started dating. Like any choice that you had made, I was like, okay, if that feels as though that's the honest choice and it so happens that it doesn't involve me being in your life in that capacity, in a relationship capacity, then fine. I, it, you know, I'll get through it. And that's what I was trying to do with this. I was like, okay, I'll mm-hmm. get through it. But it bothered me more. It's like, what, so you're just going to move to another relationship and either give the person the things that you couldn't do with me or just enter a relationship that's going to play out the same way. And that was a conflict because as a friend, I don't want, I was like, well, I don't want to see you going into another relationship repeating the same habits and mistakes. And mm-hmm. I don't mean that as a criticism because God knows, you know, me having officially 10 relationships or whatever the hell it is. It's, it's not like a point of pride or a badge that I wear. It's like, oh, that I just kept repeating the same mistakes over and over. And then at some point I started implementing new things and it still wasn't right, but there was a, a slope of progress at some point and it took a little bit to get to the point that I wanted to be. So either you're entering that and I think I don't you know, want that for you. That goes against everything you said you're looking for in getting a divorce and trying to set up a life that works for you. And then the other side is like, or you just do the things that you couldn't do with me with someone else that you don't know. And it's like, okay, that kind of sucks. Yeah. I don't feel like I was doing either of those things. I feel like what I was doing was, well, I mean, kind of implement more, more focusing on, Okay, realizing that a lot of my decisions and like actions have to do with someone else. So, you know, instead of doing the thing I want to do, I would sort of wait to see if, you know, someone if like Alex was going to make plans with me. And then if he wasn't, then I would do the thing I wanted to do instead of just doing the thing I want to do. And then if he wants to make plans, I can do those plans. You know what I mean? It, and and that in a, a on a small scale, like applies to a lot of how I like, I guess, you know, where I set my worth, you know, um, and that's and I'm realizing that I'm doing that. And so I'm practicing trying to change my mindset about stuff like that. And so even though I didn't love the way it was going, it still felt like, um, it still felt like, uh, like it was doing me good because I was learning things, you know, I was learning like to think about what do I want? You know, how happy am I with this situation? You know, what can I do to change that? Like, what can I, I need to communicate with this person, whatever, but. Well, it sounds like you weren't getting anything that you wanted, which the hard thing to do in this process. I was at first and then it was kind of like, once like, I think, I think once he started to like me, then he got weird and it scared him or something. Yeah, it sounds like a lame excuse, honestly. I don't know who operates like that. Yeah. People should be responsible for themselves. I don't know him at all, but 
speaking for myself, there are plenty of relationships I shouldn't have gotten into because I knew it's like, I'm not going to be able to do this probably. Well, that's not true. I didn't know. I thought that I would be able to. You felt like you could do it. Yeah. I thought I could do it by not changing anything that I would enter a relationship and it would be the magic bullet. And it would not that the person forced me to change because the moment anyone asked me to change or told me I needed, then it wouldn't have worked. But the idea was, this is going to cause me to change because this is what I want. But that's not, you know, for me, that's not the way a relationship is going to work ever. A relationship needs to grow out of what my life is and the way I set it up. And it's like, okay, now I know the things I want and need and how to get them. And a relationship isn't going to serve that purpose for me. So I can actually do this properly now because I'm not leaning on it to change me. Right. Yeah. It's like I'm going to enter this in a non-romantic way. It's a contract with another person that, hey, this is the way we want to do it. It can be different for anyone. Anyone can set up any Mm -hmm. contract that they want. This is the way you kind of lay things out and you say, this is what I need. Can you do those things? The other person you have to trust and they say, yes, I can do those things. And they tell you the same thing. You say, yes, I think I can meet those needs and then you move forward. And I think I'm still doing the leaning on the relationship to help me change. Well, I feel like in the past, if someone had presented their list of needs to me and I read it and knew that I couldn't meet those, I still probably would have said yes. And that's a shit move. I'm like, yeah, okay. Because you think you feel hopeful. Like I would feel hopeful. Yeah. I think there is this idea. Yes, I can do that. Because somewhere inside, you know, you can probably do some of those things, but not being honest. And you end up, you like not, the person. Yeah. You don't want to not but that's, do it. Sure. But this is the difficult thing. The moment you realize this isn't matching up, you still tend to like people. And then you have to say, no, I have. That is the difficult adult thing to do, depending on what yeah. you're looking for. If you just want a relationship to have fun, which I could never do because I do emotionally get involved. It's not just, hey, this is I'm hanging out and we'll do our thing and I'm not going to think of you outside of that. Some mm-hmm. people can do that. And if that's what you want, that's fine. And that's a need that you want in the relationship that can be met. Both people have to be on the same page with that, too, because the moment someone else starts having feelings, if that's what you want, then you have to end it. The thing is, you just need to know what you want and need. And the other person needs to know this. You need to express it. And then if they don't do that or can't do that. You have to say, okay, this is done. Even if you still it's like it. It's hard, them. though, because this isn't like a, a boardroom negotiation, you know? It's but sort it of, is. It comes out in Relation- little ways, and then you find it out as you go. Relationships are transactional, ultimately. That's what they are. I know it's not Yeah, romantic. of course, but I'm talking about, like, expressing everything properly, laying it out on the table. Stuff like that ends up, you, you sort of find it out organically, you know what I mean? I don't feel like, you know, when you first meet and you like there's like sparks or something, you're not just you're not you're not just saying everything that you're like, I'm going to need this and that and that and this and that. I think you can, can do, you that. do that. I think that's yeah. totally fair to do. OK. And, you know, if I'm going to be honest, that's what I did. This last time around, I was like, OK, well, things seem to be matching up and uh, there's not with me. The other with their new. Yes. Like things are matching up and if there's going to be any chance of this going somewhere and turning into something, this, this is it. This is the list. 
take a look. You don't have to answer right away. You can sit with it for weeks because yeah, yeah early on in a relationship also you should just enjoy what it is, the beginnings of a new relationship and you don't need to mess it up. But so there's no need to like force things or to move any faster than they need to or they are happening organically or at all at any point. And you know, that's one thing that I I feel like I've got a good grasp on at this point is I'm not trying to make it go anywhere. It's like as long as these things are happening, I'm fine. I'm not going to try to control that much. Yeah. And well. I tried to, I tried to do that with us. I always mm-hmm. said just take the space that you need and do the things you do as long as there's some movement in any direction. I don't want to sit stagnant with anyone. And I knew that you were dealing with a lot. So it's like you need to have the room to actually work through all of this shit. And sometimes I just wondered if you, <laughs> because you do have this tendency, like everything's cool, everything's fine. It's great. Yeah, I don't know if it is. And then then it felt like I was being overly serious. Like, you're always serious. You never want to have fun. I was like, I, I, well, if you're going <laughs> to put this stuff out there and say that, you know, a relationship is a thing that you want does require exploring some of this because it's a big thing. I don't yeah. know, you know, what you were looking to get out of this uh, last one, but it seems like the way you talked about it, you weren't getting any things you want. So it was moving in a direction where it wasn't just a necessarily a casual thing. It, it was, it was, maintained as casual because I would have gone I would have gone past casual but I he wasn't doing that and so are you honestly answer this honestly are you ready to move past casual with a person what's the longest you haven't been in a relationship I don't know before you were you know 15 yeah yeah or after you were 15, I should say. I, Not counting I, before. I, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, uh, hold on, let me think. Oh, maybe between John, my first boyfriend, and Tim, there was, was some time. But I don't know how long it was. It probably wasn't very long. And, um, and you know, I obviously... I've been a serial dater myself, so this isn't... I really get a lot of, like, self-worth from how someone feels about me. You know, instead of just how I feel about me. That's sad. If you balance it, you have to balance it. It's nice when other people care about you. You can get self-worth from that, but it doesn't need to be the only source of it. You don't... I don't know how comfortable you are with yourself or what you actually feel or think. And there were times I feel as though I would bring that up and I would be shut down because you would say, you don't trust me. I was like, I guess I don't. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry. That was, I mean. No apology. Look, this is not about us. Like, I want to talk about what you're doing. This is just because I have experience with you on that level. Yeah. These are the things that I noticed. And, you know, it's not meant to. I wasn't ready to do that with you. Not not with you. Just like I wasn't ready to access that stuff. Are you ready now is the thing. Yeah, I don't know. I 
I don't know. <laughs> you may not be. And that's okay. But the, yeah. the more you put yourself in the situation, you know, where it sounds weird. I just, because we did date, it's not, I'm not telling you not to date people. That's not what <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to say. But again, approaching this as a friend, it probably would be beneficial to not date anyone like, for a bit and right. work on things and form friendships and, <laughs> you know, get some of those to a, a deeper level. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Once you understand who you really are and what you actually want, then I feel as though entering a relationship again, unless it's just a, like a fling or something, but it doesn't seem like it's what we're talking about because even with this, you were ready to move into something pretty quickly after, you know, our relationship ended. No, I wanted it to be like super casual, but then I got to know him more and I liked him more, but then I was never getting the things I needed, you know, but if I would bring them up with him, he was very like understanding and he knew what he was like. He was like, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Like, it's not fair. I'm sorry. And would explain, you know, where it's coming from. And, but it never, like, it was always like, um, <clears throat> it would move from zero to negative one, you know? And I would say, talk about it or I would get upset about it or whatever. And he'd move it back to zero. Uh, it well, was never like, if, if 10 is marriage and in love and whatever, it was never past, like, I feel like it was only, if it was anything, it was ever at like a maybe a one, you know, and I wanted it. I just wanted it to be like a four or five, you know, nothing crazy. Well, it sounds like you would express the things that you needed and he would give you the reasons why that wouldn't work. And at that point, I, that, to me, that sounds like I can't do that. And you didn't want to take that for what it was. I, he was he didn't say he couldn't do it. He just I think he wanted to do it and he kept trying, but it wasn't happening. And then. It was like, I, then it was like, no, I can't do it. So. And then I just feel so embarrassed. Well, you put yourself in a strange why. situation. You don't need to be the cool, strong person. Yeah. <sighs> like, it yeah. sounds awful. What you explained and described walking home in the rain and falling. soaking wet when I got home. Yeah, there are certainly moments in life. It's like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. You know, I did that. There was one time when I was using pills and like I was waiting for the stupid guy. And I sat for like five hours. He's like, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. And that was like one of those moments for me. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? What the, yeah. this is, what the fuck is this? And that was a big moment when I was like, this needs to change. So, you know, we all yeah, have. Yeah, it feels like a, a bottom. You know, like feel I feel low. And so look, it's okay to feel low. I'm sorry that you do. I hate that you do. I mean, it's I, I yeah, you're right. I do want to be the strong person. <clears throat> you know, I want to be like those, you know, people on TikTok that are like, you know. Don't cry over that man or don't, don't, you know, your self-worth and you're this, you're a queen, you know, like, all that stuff. I want to be like that. What were you trying to prove? And was it to you? Was it to him? 
I think it was to, I think it was to me. And then I also like, still wanted to be around him. You know? And like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, he'd break up with me, but he'd be around me and be like, oh man, why did I break up with her? She's so cool. And change his mind. <laughs> Pathetic. Why, why, yeah, why would you want that? <laughs> Validation. That's the thing. That's the TikTok thing that, you know, gets taken to extremes and it's kind of lame the way people present it. It's like, oh yeah, girl, be so strong. But yeah, anyone, you know, if a person doesn't want that with you, what the fuck do you want to convince them for? Yeah, I did it with Wade. Wade tried to break up with me a bunch of times. And we would break up and then we'd get back together. We'd break up and get back together. He'd break up with me and we'd get back together. And then one of the last times he did it, I was like, no. <laughs> I just like wouldn't let him break up with me. And, and then, then you and then you were together for five years. And then you screwed him over. You, then you screwed him over. I didn't screw him over. You screwed. <laughs> Come on. I screwed Wade over. So he's trying to tell you. Wade's trying to tell you. I don't think you like being broken up with. Wade's no, who does Wade's trying but Wade's trying to tell you you date him I don't, I'm breaking up with you for whatever reason maybe he can't express it maybe yeah, he doesn't yeah. know but you who know does? there were certain things you wanted with him that you weren't going to get and you knew this and you kept trying to push for it he said no we're not going to break up we're not breaking up and then it got to the point where there was overlap where you meet Travis and you're still with Wade and then you insult Wade by this saying was like years later okay this but was years and years later sure you broke Wade to the point where he just said okay and he kind of gave up and drifted along yeah. And then and then you met Travis and you He screwed me over though too. <laughs> okay, how? Because we always like I wanted to get married and have kids. And he said no. And he tried to break up with you. No, 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 no. In the beginning, I don't know what <clears throat> I don't remember what those reasons were. Maybe that had to do with it. I don't remember. It could have been, but I don't remember. Uh Later, it came to a head because he still wouldn't marry me uh, and he wanted to move me to like Maine because because even though he had taken a billion years to graduate college because he kept switching his major, uh, he find like he starts this business that he uses his like his pop left him a trust fund, uh, nothing big, but just some money. And so he used that to start this business. He bought all this equipment. He was like doing this thing. He was working on it. And then he told me, he tells me he wants to be like a Mason's apprentice. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then he tells me he wants to join, you know, like the Marines and move, move to Maine. I'm like, well, then we got to get like, we got, you have to prop, like we have to, if I'm going to move with you, like you have to, it, the time, the, the crossroads are here. I want to get, I'm, if I'm going to be with you, I'm going to get married later than I want to, than I think I should want, whatever. And you're going to have to get married earlier than you want to. We'll just like meet in the middle. And I was like, this is the crossroads. And he was like, no, I, I don't want to. I was like, okay, then I can't, then we can't do it. I was already very like having, you know, a, a, a life without him though. Like our lives were no longer really running. It doesn't sound like he screwed you over. I, I, do you have a, in a do you have a difficult time viewing things, seeing things for what they really are? Yeah. In that situation, I don't know what he was doing. It sounded like he wanted to break up too, but it does also sound like he's like, I tried that in the past. So maybe I don't, I can't speak to what was going on in his mind, but 
I know at the end of that, you met Travis and you convinced Wade that there was nothing and it was fine. Yeah. And then it, because I was convincing myself the same thing. Yeah, but at the expense at the expense of someone else. I know. See, I suck. No, it's not. Look, don't view it like you're a bad person or malicious. This is a denial. I feel as though you have about what things yeah. really are. People get hurt, but you know what hurts less when you're honest. It hurts in the yeah. moment. It's but- hard. To, that's what I'm trying to practice. You know, is being honest in the moment. There's not going to be a life where a person doesn't get hurt or their feelings don't get hurt. Even if you have a great relationship, some things are going to make another person feel bad. If you have a good enough relationship, it's approached as, yeah, okay, I feel bad now that you said that, but also I will listen to what you're saying and you know, address it. I just want things to be better and no matter what the conversation might, not no matter, but it tends to be like no, whatever is happening in the conversation, it's like the resolve of it is just to make everything okay instead of maybe taking in either the actions or what's actually being said as a way to make a decision. And, you know, with because a- maybe the decision is like, oh, I'm not getting what I need. Well, with Alex <laughs> Even though right I'm like now. I- in a tiny way, you know. With Alex right now, I don't know, like, what are you actually mourning? An idea that was to never be? It's a, you wanted this specific house that was on this street. Mm-hmm. And dating him was actually a house a few doors down wasn't the house you wanted. But you just kept thinking, no, no, maybe this will be that house. And yeah. if you've gotten in, it's not the house you wanted anyway. What I think the house, I think the house could, could be there. I think there, the, I think it's It's not there. there. That's the thing. It's not. You have to Not right now. (laughs) I think he has the ability I think he has the ability to like be extremely emotional. But he definitely Is that what you want to deal with? You want to at forty years old, thirty nine years old, you want to take the time to um you know, stick with someone, uh train them, raise them to the the possibility is there. How old is he? I wanted to be the person huh? How old is he? He's turning 40. It's not going to be he's there. He's our age. It's not going to be there. He's, he's, it has been there for him before. And Ex- these sound like excuses. I you know, have to accept I things. I am such an idiot. You have to accept things as they are in front of you. What ifs, possibilities, you know, if, if someone's already in tune and in touch with that stuff along the way, struggles. But then happen. when I would talk about stuff with him like that, it was like, you know, you're right. Like it, he was very insightful. You know, he seemed to understand a lot of it. Yeah. Insightful. And so it made me think, and then I don't know, it just made me think like it's in there and maybe we've talked if about he this. liked me enough, then it would come out. That's also, See? that's also that? you expecting the relationship to do for him, what I would thought relationships to do for me, the relationship yeah. will cause me to be different. No, the person already needs to be there. They need to be in that. And he, spot. He's not there. So that's what it is. That's the reality yeah. of it. Anything right. else is a fantasy. Yeah. And so what you're mourning isn't even a real thing. It was an idea of a thing. Being rejected yeah. also sucks, but whatever. He even said, like, it's not like I'm rejecting you. It's that I can't do it. And it's. 
it makes me behave in a way that isn't that isn't treating you well. When people say that too, and, and I, I'm not going to say that he doesn't mean that. I do think that people also mean that, but it's also they don't want to be straight up, and because I, I feel that it gives false hope. What you're thinking is this could be there maybe if he could just get to this point. When a person says, "I hear, I just can't do it right now," or "I can't access this," and you think, "Oh, but if he could," the person needs to be. A, I don't think he's meaning it that way, but I do. Yeah, I do think that way. People need to, need to be more direct though, too. No, no. Because that's still of a, somewhat of a vague state. I've been guilty of it. This isn't judgment. On yeah, yeah. It's mm -hmm. like, this is what people do. But that's, you know, the direct thing is, no, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. Yeah. The end. That's it. <laughs> there was nothing, you know, more there, really. And I think even with our relationship, that was... When we broke up, it was me finally accepting the reality of what it was because there was this idea of what we wanted it to be. Right. And we had talked about it and I thought that we would actually get there and I thought that we could, but you know, it was going to be a lot of work no matter what, because of all the different factors that were in play and it was going to be difficult. And you know, you not being at a spot where you could do hard things meant that we weren't going anywhere. Yeah. And so I had this idea. It's like, we could do that. That could be a thing if she could just get there. And, you know, this sounds like it's all you too. Like I have my things, but mostly I feel as though, and I do stick by this, my thing with the relationship was it just should have ended months before and I let it drag out because I, I knew. But that was the thing. It's hard to accept what it really was. Yeah. And so I knew it was done. I was like, this as it is, isn't going to work. And that sucks because there's an idea attached to it. And a big idea. And, you know, especially with us, because we know each other so long and it was going to be this grand thing. But the reality of what it was, like, no, that's not real. Yeah. And mourning that is a real thing. Like mourning the idea is fair, but also realizing that wasn't an actual thing that was in my life. So I didn't lose anything. <laughs> yeah. But I mean... You had those feelings, and so even though they're not, they weren't maybe based on something that was real, it still makes, it's still hard to lose it, even if it wasn't really ever there. Yeah. Losing an idea, putting hope yeah. and faith into something, and then having it not work out is hard. It's yeah. a difficult thing, but it's also, you know, when you divorced Travis, or, or left him at least, I think that was a real thing that was lost. That was a life, a house with kids. And like, I felt as though mourning that, I was like, that that's a huge change in life. Yeah. When we broke up, it, the truth is it didn't change my life much. We saw each other every few weeks, yeah. but I, our lives were still separate. And it's not to say again, that it's not, that it wasn't hard, but it's like mm -hmm. my life didn't really change. Other than it stressed our relationship and I didn't talk to you as much. And that's a jolt. Like you talk to someone yeah. a lot and then you're not and someone you still care about. It's like, okay, but you know, that's a thing to process and work through. And there were times I wasn't sure. It's like, I don't know if we'll ever get back to that. And you know, there's still times now that I'm somewhat, I'm not as open with you and yeah. uh, maybe we get back to that. And I think we will. So that part's temporary, but you know what you're mourning now your life 
you didn't change. It was an idea. Yeah. And I wanted you. Yeah. I wanted you to mourn the loss of your relationship with Travis because I felt it was like that's a big, big change. And it only makes sense to process that. So I don't know if you still have, you have to still have feelings. You know, you made a decision and whether or not you stand by that decision and from what you've told me, you do. I don't feel like you regret that because do you think you're going to be able to get what you wanted from your marriage? Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. So while it's hard right now because you're alone, feeling alone. But he does, he does like give me some of what I need. You know, like today when he brought that stuff over, like he was kind, you know, and he like wrapped my ankle for me. And like I thanked him and like we touched hands or so, like we were like holding hands for a second. You know what I mean? Just like it was just sweet, you know, and he's really sweet. Yeah. And that's real. It's not all yeah. or nothing. And that can still that part obviously still exists between you two. Yeah. If you didn't feel as though you would get everything you needed outside of that, then it's OK to make the choice. But it's a hard decision. Yeah, I don't know how to be alone, I guess. No, what I I hope this doesn't sound preachy, but it's like when I think about you and I worry about you, it's because you did some hard things because you wanted to pursue something that was meaningful, even if it's this vague, arbitrary thing, but it's like a, a life that was more fulfilling and to find a relationship that was able to give you the things that you wanted, which honestly are still theory for you too. Like I know you're putting in the work and God knows it takes a long time to implement yep. these things. I always thought with you, you took to change faster than I did and you still may, but I know when I'm trying to change who I am, it's not even change who I am because I didn't want to change. That was Put the first changes thing. into place. Yeah. The first thing I had to come to terms with was like, I'm not changing who I am. I am who I am. Like this is, right. this is it. And here's how I can work within that better things like overthinking and constantly misplacing my keys and getting angry over it <laughs> like it's the end of the world whatever this is going to be who i am here's how i can better live within that uh but even getting to that point rolling things in combining elements of your personality i'm slow as fuck and i thought that you're faster and you may still be faster but you know when you're starting to go to therapy and put in that work it's like all right she seems to have a grasp on it and i do think you grasp it so that's the first step. You grasp it. Yeah, it's it's putting it into practice and and doing it in real time, you know, uh, I feel like is a skill because I feel afterward, after something happens, I think, oh, I understand what I did there or, you know what I mean? Like it's easier to look back on and, and think about what happened versus <clears throat> making the right sort of choices in the moment for the change that you want to see. I'm not great at that yet. You just have to practice it, but you have to actually make those uh, choices and implement them. And sometimes that's very hard. Yeah. So, you know, the first step is understanding what you need to do. The second step is recognizing when a situation presents itself in the real world. Third steps, then actually doing whatever it is you need to do. Yeah. And then that's uncomfortable and then you have to keep doing it until it becomes more comfortable. And then you realize the world's not going to end and any good person's not going to ditch you or hate you because you expressed something that maybe made them feel a certain way that was, you know, less than happy. Yeah. I mean, but that's, that's 
uh, has been the dynamic between me and my mom, you know, where I would say something if I did, if I did make a boundary that, or, or, you know, that made her feel a certain way that's less than happy, <laughs> you know, it did like upset her. And that's you know? hard. I understand how difficult that is, but the truth is that wasn't yours to take on. No, it's not your but job you, to you know, carry. when you're, when it's in your DNA, you know, it's hard to unlearn that. It is. It's very hard. And that's where the practice comes in. And she had it too. Like her, her words could kill, you know, her mom, you know? And so she didn't have the tools to, help me like it's less than you know the relationship that i have with my mom is you know way a billion times better than what she had with her mom but there are still some things that were never sort of fixed or thought about before um dealing with me and i'm sure i'm gonna fuck up ellie and pete in some kind of weird way (laughs) we all get we all fuck up our kids in some way i don't think you need to think that you're going to fuck them up. You just have <laughs> just to assume. Yeah. But through Not example, fuck them up, but you know, have to through example, you just have to show them to own their feelings. So you have to own your own feelings. And if something happens that makes you feel a certain way, express that this is okay. This doesn't mean bad things. It's also not your job to fix it. And, you know, expressing that three words is one thing, but if they actually see that happen, I'm like, Oh no, she is fine. She's okay. And she never, stopped loving us or caring about us yeah because this hard thing happened then that's fine that's the example and they'll be okay they're not going to fuck them up i think the fear i feel like there's a lot the stuff that i've learned over the past like almost yeah year and a half or two years or whatever that my relationship with them is really different and i think that the way that i react to them and act toward them is really different um it's like i express how i'm really feeling about them you know, in the moment. And even if I'm really frustrated, that's okay. You know, it's not like I hold it against them or it's like a, it's more fleeting than long lasting, you know, because I think I'm letting out the steam as I go instead of letting it, the pressure build. You also have to be okay when they're angry at you. I think that's a tough yeah. one sometimes for you. They're not going to, what are they going to hate you? Ditch you. You're not our mom anymore. <laughs> it's not, you know, no, I'm better about that too. I don't know if it was always that hard for me when they were mad at me. Like I understood what's happening, but no, I'm okay with that. Any, but anyway, any any relationship, <laughs> kids, but anything. I know family. You're kind of stuck with them, but you can also. And I'm not talking about anything specific with you, but mm-hmm. sometimes family gets to the point where people do become estranged, and it may be needed. But any relationship, the thing is. Having people around when you're going to butt heads, conflict's going to arise, things aren't going to match, someone's going to say something makes another person feel bad, is knowing that the other person's not going to hold it against you. If they do hold it against you and they throw it in your face and they constantly bring it up, then it's a person you shouldn't have around. Right. Fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. Somebody, I would never be stuck with someone like that. I have enough, like, (laughs) self-esteem or whatever, but... You're still seemingly drawn to people who are not completely available. And because it's hard, I don't think you want to be with someone who's uh, completely available yet because I don't know if you can do it at this moment. Yeah. And that's okay. That's fine. And this story that you tell 
you know, to open the show, which I know how shitty you feel. Yeah. But it's not representative of you made the worst choices and there's no going back. It's you decided to do something difficult and building that is hard. And as you're building it, maybe it collapses sometimes. Yeah. But you have to be honest about what it is you're building and say, okay, this is what I'm doing. And that seems scary, but uh, I'm going to do it because I have to, because you're past the point of avoiding. If you do avoid now, this is, I think, a worry I have about you since I know that you can avoid so well. Remaining in the marriage with Travis, avoiding. Would you be fulfilled? No. Would you be happy? I want to say you wouldn't be happy, but would you be fully happy? Probably not the way you've presented it. But it's safe. It's like I have the structures here. Yeah. And I'm protected. I feel... I feel like when I when I uh, do take steps backwards or something like this happens, you know, I feel like lost. Yeah, because you don't have that structure, but that structure was just yeah. a, a, a hut that you were hiding in from the elements and you've decided to leave. Now you're in the elements and yeah. you're going to be exposed to them sometimes and you can't avoid now. The problem here is if you avoid, you are going to find yourself in this situation more often than you want and it's not going to turn out well. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that for you. You made the choice, the hard choice. You jumped in feet first into the deep end, and now you have to swim. And it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to happen now, as long as you're making some movement. But I guess try to get a, an idea of what it is you want, where exactly you want to go, and be honest about that. Because sometimes if you say... This is just an example, and I don't think you want to move back to Atlanta. But let's say I wanted to live in Atlanta. I want to live in Atlanta. But I th- could see you writing that. No, 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 because that would require you taking the kids and moving away. Look, if that's a thing that you want, something that you have to be honest about it, and then figure out what to do with it, how to get there. Is there a compromise that isn't that extreme? But I feel yeah, though- I don't know what my I don't know what I want. Just don't you know, because sh- it's always based around something else, someone else. Be honest. That's all I ever pushed you for. Is like, be honest about the. Things- it's hard because you feel like you're being honest, but in reality, like I don't, I don't know how to access that. I don't know what it is I want. You know? It may not be a specific either, but and I- because I think sometimes what I want is like, if I wrote it down on paper, it would probably look a lot like my relationship with Travis, because that's what I know as what is good well maybe that's what you wanted except it just wasn't able with travis to give you everything you wanted and this isn't to say that you know people always get everything they want but it felt as though whatever you weren't getting was big enough for you to think leaving is the better option here even if things weren't bad that's the that's the hard thing but i think you have an idea of who you want to be and the things you want to do and you do put yourself second. And when we had discussions about you, 15 years, once the kids are grown, then I'll start doing the things I wanted to do, whatever it is, baking, whatever art, or being in a situation and around people or environments and yeah. being around cultural things. You have to do it. You have to figure out where you can get that, what you want to do. 
And there were things that you didn't feel like you could get in that relationship. So maybe it still looks like that. You want a marriage and you want to have the stability of a relationship on that level, but with a person who can give you more. Yeah. That you also have to give more to. You know, I you don't give a, a I was gonna say you don't give a lot. That's not true, but there's you are also comfortable with being safe, is what I should say. You give plenty, and that's not what I meant. Yeah. But getting out of the comfort zone sometimes is hard. And if people aren't demanding or asking you of things, I think you kind of prefer that too. Yeah. But it didn't work for you. That's what you have to be realistic. I know. About. Just because something is comfortable, and this is all projection, but just because something is comfortable doesn't mean that it's actually working. It's just compared to the do the two things. I know what I'm getting with this. It's not working for me, but at least I understand what it's, it's involved. The other side's very scary. It's unknowns. Yes. It's gonna yeah. it's gonna present me with situations that are hard for me to sit with and feel. Well, and that's I how I feel right now. You is, know, this is part of it. Yeah, I feel like alone, unimportant, not cared about. You know, this is not true. And also, like, that has a lot of power to give someone you dated for a few months. <laughs> I know. It's not, I don't think it's him. I think it's just my, I don't know, my coping or something. My ankle hurts. It's like you're surrounded by people who care about you and you aren't alone. Yeah. But, you know, when you're sad, you feel alone. <laughs> I hear you. Like people who want to kill themselves, you know, they have a lot of people that love them, but they're like, nobody loves me <laughs> because they're not open to it for whatever yeah. reason. The tunnel vision is. But yeah, that's how I don't feel like killing myself, but that's how it feels where it's like, no, no one actually cares about me. Who let me walk home in the rain last night? You know, no one cares. Well, I let, I didn't, I should have not let myself do that. <laughs> it's also yeah, I don't know who did let you walk home in the rain last night. Mm-hmm. I, I know. know. I don't know if I'd be so upset over that person. I know. And I'm really not. The reason why I'm crying isn't because of all that. It is because I feel like embarrassed. You know, like I did such a dumb thing. I could have really been hurt, you know. <laughs> I mean, I live in a safe area. But that was dumb. That was a dumb thing to do. It was a dumb, drunk thing to do. Well, you live in an area that's not used to having pedestrians. Uh, but it was raining. all sidewalk. It was like a neighborhood, basically. You know, it was basically walking in a neighborhood. But still, it was just a stupid thing to do. You know, and then for me to, for me to go even probably was stupid. It was pretty stupid. I don't, I don't and know. And like to drink it away was also pretty stupid. So yeah, I feel like embarrassed or like ashamed about those things and maybe i'm just having like hangover blues also you know <laughs> well but, no need to beat yourself up over those those are things that happened fine yeah yeah you can go into the realm and talk to yourself like you're stupid and dumb but then it doesn't it's just a distraction from the stuff that's really it's true the cause of this yeah so what is the cause because you just need to be real and honest 
about the things that are in front of you? How did you get to the spot where you are walking home? It's not the fact that you walked home drunk and fell and hurt your ankle and were soaked. That happened, but it's like, what are the things that put you in a situation to do that? Why did you feel a need to go there? Yeah. What were you trying to get out of it? What purpose was that serving? Yeah. And that's probably, and that, that's where you need to focus. You could say, I'm an idiot. I shouldn't have done this. I can't believe how embarrassing. And then you just forget about the whole other thing. Why did you go yeah. there? Yeah. No, you're right. It is like a distraction. <laughs> I, also, <clears throat> I also, you don't owe anyone anything. Meaning, you know, he probably feels some guilt for breaking up with you. And it's like, just come be my friend. If you don't want to be the person's friend, don't be the person's friend. I know that you like the idea of that too. Let's just be friends. You don't need to do stuff like that. And it's not wrong to invite you over, but I feel as though it was somewhat selfish. It's like, I want to feel better about having done that. Yeah. But I wanted to feel better too. Like I wanted to go to, I I didn't really want to, but if it's going to happen, then like, let's just pretend like it's all fine because eventually it will be fine. You would have felt better if you sat there. Drinking will help. No, if you sat there and processed your feelings, you would have felt better eventually. It's slower and harder and uncomfortable. Yeah, and uncomfortable. And that's hard. And that's, that's what you, you weren't, you, you ultimately made yourself feel worse. Yes. You'll be okay. You just have to realize that you're in this deep and that's not a bad thing, but the decisions you made have put you in a spot where this is, you have to do harder things and they're going to be uncomfortable. Well, <laughs> you should have thought about that before you left your marriage. I know. I do want to. It's just the actually doing it is hard. If you, if you didn't want to, want to, you could have just existed in the status quo. That wasn't working for I you. I know. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry this is such a change from last week. <laughs> yeah, you're so whiny. Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding, you're not. Yeah. But I just think of <laughs> assholes who listen. And yeah. and in one of those episodes we talked about our relationship, I was referred to as whining about it. It's like, I don't think having feelings and talking about something is whiny. Yeah. <laughs> that's That's part of the problem is, oh, yeah, you should just deal with it. I did deal with it. I didn't yeah. sit and wallow. Part of dealing with it is talking about it and maybe whining about it. I didn't. I didn't. I'm yeah. not saying you were whining. I'm just saying like if that's what he heard, then whatever. That's how. That's fine. Yeah, I didn't sit and, and wallow. I, okay, I did it. I talked about it and moved through it. And I did exactly what I was supposed to do. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you for letting both of us be open and vulnerable whether we're silly and happy or sad or angry or whatever so thank you for that um i don't know i still don't know what we'll call this show i guess you'll find out when you've already listened to it <laughs> but um support hoffandpepper.com use our code one topic 15 also check out the podcast that i was on off the rails um i think it's coming out this week uh on wednesday so go look for them and listen to me i'm hilarious it was the beginning of my sad journey so see how happy i was in the beginning of my day (laughs) and then go back and listen to this one and hear how sad i was at the end of that day um thank you everybody thank you greg i feel like i owe you 
like a copay for therapy. You owe me a lot, but whatever. Okay. One day I'll collect. Oh no. 